Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Uh, hi, everybody. Andy Richter here uh, with another episode of The Three Questions. And today uh, I am Zooming uh, with Stephen Malkmus, uh, the uh, lead singer, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, major domo of, of Pavement. Yeah, yeah I'll the take boss, that. the Pavement boss, uh, front man of Pavement. And then, you know, and now a solo artist. Although you guys are getting together to play, let's get these plugs right out front. Four shows in Brooklyn uh, in September, right? Yep. Yeah. Kind of the uh, last cherry on top of a tour that started last spring. Yeah, we're playing there. We're playing two more festivals. We're playing in Iceland. Nice. Niceland. I know they wouldn't mind. They wouldn't mind some more people coming to that. So it's going to be incredible. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. What a salesman. That's right. We're, we're um, psyched. Well, how is I mean, you know, you guys broke up in 99, was it? Yeah, we just, yeah, we sort of consciously decided to. Uncouple. Uncouple at the As Millennium. Paltrow. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just, it's sort of made sense after 10 years of working together just to make it a yeah. decade long thing and then you know every 10 years roughly we've had a reunion and it's sort of a you know catch up with each other and catch up with the yeah. fans and get paid i mean is it good to get together i mean and and does it does the length of the tour is it a good length of the tour or this one is, is it like it's like two months too long, and there's the last two months everyone's hating each other. This one, not so. Uh, we learned from the last one, which we went really hard. It was, I think it was in 2012 or 11 or 10. I can't remember, but it was. We went a little too hard that time, and it, it gets yeah. some of the uh, some of the memories of uh, touring and it being really extreme. Uh, we're starting to come back in, but this time it was more mellow and everyone's, and also everyone uh, in the band is like so uh, grateful and psyched to be there this time because I don't know, you know, it's just probably that you just kind of remember all the good stuff and we're still friends yeah, and it means a lot to all of us. And I imagine it's fun to play all those songs too. Yeah, it is. It's fun and it's kind of a silly, but uh, 
yeah, to see that they still still have resonance with people and they mean something still. Um, in other words, like it's been a people have liked it and it's been positive, you know, like it hasn't felt like a, a reunion tour that is uh, people don't want or yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. not puppet show and spinal tap. Yeah, it's, it feels feels pretty real, and that's yeah, that's yeah. A, a tribute to the guys in the band, primarily the kind of people they are and stuff. And yeah. I am, I guess, but uh, also we we have uh, it's just some of the people in the band don't really play music anymore in a live setting at that level, at the very least. And so yeah. there's this kind of joy and and surprise in a way that like. I can't believe I'm up here. Pavements are yeah. always had that. And it's one of our whole cards really. And going to see us live. Yeah. You know, my philosophy of doing TV is always been, if you're having a good time, the audience, it's going to make the show better. You know, like it's, it's good to watch people. I mean, unless, you know, unless it's, I don't know, Moliere or something. I don't yeah. Know, yeah. Where you're doing something serious. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, who? But actually, I think he's comedy. But I, whatever. <laughs> My references are falling apart. But um, yeah. Unless it's something super dramatic, it's like it's good to watch people having fun, and especially it's good to watch happy people that are enjoying each other's company too. Totally, and probably for some of our audience. Although we have, don't get me wrong, we have lots of young fans. But I imagine that some of the people that are coming that um, we can call it nostalgia, or we can call it uh, just memories that are a good feeling of the past and what you were doing when where your life was when you last saw pavements all that kind of emo stuff comes flowing through yeah and uh, it's a positive in a in a reunion situation or it's inevitable but it's definitely there do you think it's also to just the sort of basic thing of age mellowing you all like, do you think being older helps just to be kind of yeah. put things in perspective and keep things nice? Yeah. It's just like an older guy that's still uh, partying so hard or like desperately holding on to uh, youth. Um, it's going to be kind of, uh, the. I'm just saying the flip side would be kind of, uh, not maybe not ugly, but just kind of desperate and um yeah. Yeah, we have perspective. You know, we have kids, most of us, and we have lives that are that have grown beyond just. Uh, you probably know this when you were first starting on TV and stuff. It, that was all you did, all you thought about, yeah. and all you did. Yeah. And there is some of that. There's still like a. I'm not saying there's not a passion, but if there, if it was that way, that it was all you did and all you cared about at this age, you might be like, that's, that's great. But also, you know, it's nice to have a more developed, fuller, yeah. richer, wide variety of things that you care about, but mainly caring about something other than yourself, which is yeah. like, uh, yeah. which is very normal when you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also too, you know, it, it's, it's it's nice to have a life because then it gives you something to write about. You know, I mean, there's so many. That's why there's so, you know, uh, people talk about it just because I went to film school and people talk about, you know, f people coming out of film school now. They didn't 
they've gone to film school. And so what they end up doing is making movies about movies. That's and, true. You know, yeah. I mean, there's music that's about music. It's, you know, just kind of. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, I some, turn the page. You can only write that so many times. That's true. Although I, yeah. I do inevitably, uh, still can't help, uh, writing music about music. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I'm such a big <laughs> fan and music yeah, is yeah. one of those things. I mean, and I would think art and acting, I mean, you, you want to, uh, I mean, your influences are so, um, transparent eventually, yeah. you know? And so, and there's a lot of, uh, love and humility in acknowledging that, you know, that you're not making a new wheel or whatever, reinventing yeah, the wheel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you're right. It's, uh, you, you definitely, to make it, um, special or, or make it more than just that, that's, that's what you want. So, yeah. um, and that kind of experiences and perspective, it's true. Yeah. We need that. You, uh, I mean, on this podcast, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but we kind of, you know, it's sort of autobiographical. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know um, and, uh, you grew up in Stockton, California. Yes. And what is Stockton? I mean, I've been through Stockton, but I don't know what life in Stockton is like. Well, it's, uh, it's kind of a suburban city that, um, to San in, Francisco, to the Bay it's Area. near right? San Francisco and Sacramento. It's yeah. Environmentally, it's hot and flat and it's close to everything. It's one of those kind of places like you drove, you've been through there. It's, it's close to the Sierra Nevadas. It's close to San Francisco. It's on a Delta, a man-made waterway. That's a Delta for agricultural ships come in there, but it's kind of like a a agricultural service economy type place. And I mean, it's always in economic peril in terms of like businesses leaving and Mm. poverty. And, uh, it just has kind of a rough, from the very start, it was a place for itinerant workers, farmers, a farm, um, immigrant workers and just maybe you'd work at a cannery john john steinbeck style but of course there's a like i said with the service economy there's a huge uh you know there's insurance companies and you could you could hypothetically commute to san francisco or san francisco to sacramento if you wanted to have a more um white collar um job uh yeah so yeah it's true i mean it's it has it definitely has a melting pot atmosphere all different kinds of people um that's one of the um positives and that's one thing that i was kind of grateful for it's just not particularly homogenous in terms of population but yeah that's that is good it's sort of dark i mean people leave i don't know where you're from but it's a kind of place that a lot of people want to leave uh, at least in my social milieu, or they're planning to move to another place as soon as they can. Um, yeah. God bless it. But uh, well, that's what I was going to ask. Was it? Did you feel? I mean, were you happy growing up there? I mean, did you like? Yeah. Did you like yeah. living there? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it's where I was from. Uh, yeah. I just uh, high school was very kind of American graffiti style, but the '80s. I mean, there it was football and and cars and cruising and um of course in 
why I'm here is from a music, uh, the music standpoint. Um, it was during the punk, the hardcore and punk era was, that was sort of ubiquitous across California. So most of my friends, we sort of gravitated towards skateboarding and juvenile punk rock music. Uh, yeah. Of course I had all the earlier influences of, I liked Van Halen and Rush and Devo and Def Leppard and um, well, I didn't like Def Leppard, but they were quite popular there. Um, they were on the radio all the time. They were so, massive, yeah. and yeah, and just kind of you, you and I are about the same age. Yeah, you're a few months older than me. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so you know what it's like. I do, I do. Like I've often mentioned that, like going to a party, like I just have a dis memory of going to a party that was just high school boys and one kid drunkenly moving the needle back on Janie's crying just over and over and over. <laughs> so we were at this party and like, I heard, I whoa, 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 for like 10 times. Wow. <laughs> he, was wow. A, yeah, he was a, he was an early, uh, you know, hip hop looper. <laughs> I don't blame him. I, I love Van Halen. And, uh, yeah. they also kind of had some creep. They had some cool with the punk people. There was, there was definitely a crossover of what you would put on your skateboard. You could have Aerosmith um, underneath because you would get, I got like clear duct, this clear uh, grip tape you would put on your skateboard in the middle and you could put a, um, yeah, like a Devo thing or yeah. Aerosmith. There was a crossover because you couldn't really escape that hard rock. Yeah. Well, and also, yeah, I mean, it, all the other stuff wasn't even like, you know, they weren't the classics yet. They were sort of like, who not, you know, who knows how long. Yeah. That was just kids music, you know, loud, yeah. and loud and snotty. And, and I was pretty into it. Yeah. Journey. I mean, foreigner, all these things that are kind of supposedly not cool when you're young, <laughs> you're just into it, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, uh, what did you, did you have the, the thing happen? Cause I kind of did where, I started to get into punk and new wave and then started to eschew the other kind. Like it wasn't until I was an adult that I had to really, uh, out myself as like of loving ACDC, yeah. you know, especially Bon Scott ACDC. But at the time it was like, I could like ACDC, mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to go around crowing about it. You yeah. know, like I was, I was fine with them. They're one that yeah. they, they were also, you know, they were marketed as a, punk band it's hard to think about that but uh in 78 and 79 when they came out i mean they were a rock band but they also i just remember them having kind of a cool edge yeah it would be more the i'm thinking again like foreigner and there were some bigger and also M I mean mtv really i don't know about you but that was like on uh, that was just like this huge thing and it really piped a certain songs at you like and through this there's a feeling it was just the same thing always and yeah. i just got a repulsion for like things that weren't even that bad like michael jackson or madonna Not without hats madonna you know and bruce yeah. springsteen you know i just have that's those are the kind of things that still kind of i can't maybe a song or two i can like but i there's some kind of ptsd with having to see just the utter repetition yeah um it made me like viscerally dislike it and i don't think i can ever go back you know it's a little it was a little like uh clockwork orange you know with the eyes and just, mm. they keep playing it <laughs> <laughs>
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a mysterious room of long-forgotten moldy mascot memorabilia. Often pitched by ad agencies, always rejected by NJM. Is it real? We may never know. But what is real is NJM's dedication to doing what's right for their customers. Astoundingly, they're proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. Learn more at NJM.com. Can't you tell my love's a grow? When did you pick up a guitar, first of all? I think my grandma gave me like a soft string Spanish style acoustic guitar. Just yeah. kind of sat in the closet. And I got pretty serious. I mean, I got, I joined a band and when I was in sophomore in, in high school. And that's when I got more into it. Yeah, I didn't. I had a few classical lessons from a guy, and I had a few lessons from uh, one of my mom's friends. She was in this thing called Earhart Seminar Training Est. It was sort of oh, a yeah. proto uh, Scientology. I mean, it was related to this self improvement movement of the seventies. And one of her buddies from that um, was kind of a coffee house crooner, and so he taught me some lessons too. Uh, I learned like. That's where I learned some rock licks, you know, or just chords that weren't the bar chords. Other than that, yeah, I just started and I pretty much started as right as I hit puberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, you also, I, I have uh, on my notes that you oh, were a troublemaker, too. You got jailed for public that's urination. In, that's still there on Wikipedia. Does, do people yeah. like change their Wikipedias? I don't. You can. Yeah, I never bothered. I read that like twelve years ago. It's very, pretty funny that that's like a defining, yeah, um, moment. Well, my... I was prom king, and I've been asked about no being way. prom. I was asked about being prom king. About I've been asked uh, two hundred and seventy-five times about being. Prom I can king see that. I can see you doing that as just being very uh verbal and and clever too and incredibly handsome um, thank you thank you <laughs> you know that that totally makes sense I was well yeah i mean know. i was popular because i i'm desperate to be liked right you know, and will do virtually anything to have people <laughs> like me uh <laughs> i know we no, all... well, at the time at the time i i of course being me and being i don't know you know from my gloomy stock that i'm from I looked at it as well. If you were on the homecoming court in the fall, you couldn't be on on the the prom court. And since there were five 
on homecoming, I was like, well, that makes me the sixth most pos- popular person <laughs> rather than just feeling good about it. You should have just, yeah, that's true. You know, nice. I had to, I had to, I had to minimize it in some way to make myself feel yeah. less than because it's what I'm, I do. I relate to that. I'm yeah. from, I'm from dour German stock. Yeah. Too. German and Swedish. Yeah. That's, I like to say angry and depressed, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I hear the you. best of both worlds. I hear you. Um, it also there's also something about you getting expelled from school. You got expelled yeah. like wow, from high they really, school. They really like to, uh, yeah. So that that was in. Uh, I went to. Well, this I, is the stuff that this yeah. podcast is all about. Yeah, like, I got. You know, I was on. Um, I went. So my parents thought that it would be a good idea for me to go. There's in. They wanted the best for their kids, and in kind of classic sense they thought the way out was through education so they had me go to this school in southern california boarding school and um and i really didn't want to go you know i was just coming out of eighth grade and you know i had my yearbook with my eighth grade yearbook had all these incredible like lines from girls saying like you're such a fox like (laughs) <laughs> See you next year. Can't wait. Yeah. You know, I was just stay like, sweet. Yeah. There was a lot of uh sexual tension there. I thought I maybe could cash in on yeah. stuff. But then they sent me to uh boarding school in uh and so it was primarily kids from Southern California in the Bay Area. So I was like the not the farm boy, but comparatively an outsider. Yeah. And uh but it turned out, I mean I, I loved it was incredible place. Um, it's just magical. What uh, town on was a, it in? On a, Carp, Santa Barbara. It was near Carpinteria. Oh, okay. And um, it was like on a hill. It was just magical. Uh, kind of like an East Coast prep school moved to the West. And, yeah. Um, it's beautiful out there, yeah, too. so amazing. So I had a lot of fun. It was all boys, which was a little bit of a downside. But then the second year was co-educational. They, they switched over. So anyway, yeah, there was sort of a sort of standard partying going on as it has been through eternity yeah at places where there's nothing to do and you're a teenager and you're trying to um be cool or define yourself and stuff yeah and so i got yeah i got on like probation for one i got caught drinking at this thing and then i was on probation and then i showed up at another party evidently so they're like you know it's kind of like a primitive three strikes you're out type scene and i went to this thing it was an event and supposedly there were like mushrooms one of the uh their day students and he had got scored some mushrooms and again no one was tripping you know they were just simulating being eating i mean i don't remember anybody tripping i didn't even have any um and but then somebody else got in trouble it got like out that this party happened and uh, somebody, they had a kind of Gestapo-style headmaster, you know, that he could just get all the information out of you very easily, you know. Just, he, had, he had like a Doberman pinchers and stuff. Um, and, but he was like a preppy Nazi, you know, in some ways. Yeah. And he's like, you must talk, you know, like. And so someone, I got fingered, you know, or I got like, they were like, he was there. Yeah. Which yeah. I was, I think. I don't even, remember, you know, like, 
And then he said, like, you got, I heard you were there. You have to tell me, you know, like, we'll go easy on you, you know. And I didn't have any, like, quality legal representation, you know. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't, I hadn't watched these YouTube videos that say, like, don't talk to the cops, you know. Yeah, Just ask yeah. for a lawyer. He didn't even read me my Miranda rights. Um, <laughs> and so I said, yeah, you know, I was there. I didn't take any of them, you know. So, and then they just said, like, you can't come back in the in over christmas break so it was pretty traumatic for my parents and was it traumatic for you i mean did yeah i mean i wanted to stay i was having fun you know it's like it's like a playland of just there's a beach there and you can take mopeds and like wow it was unbelievable but uh so yeah then i was back in stockton back in public public school. school yeah 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 and that was that's and in retrospect, all being said, luckily I didn't die in a car accident or a drug overdose or something, um, which could have happened in that town. It was yeah. a little dark that way, but I survived that. And because of, you know, I got to be in a punk band and I had much more diverse friends and stuff economically at the very least, uh, it turned out, you know, to be good in the long run. But, yeah. you, you know, life takes its yeah. turns. So that's yeah. why that's in there. Yeah. What, um, were your parents like, were they when you came back home and now, you know, and now it's like you're in a punk band and, you know, you, you're the you the kid that got kicked out of the nice school. And now you got to go back to the, you know, yeah. ugh, public school. Were they worried about you? Like, was there sort of like a cloud of worry around probably, their attitude towards you? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I was worth worrying about. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that? Well, you know, I was in a punk band and like partied and was a little bit wild. Uh, I wouldn't say I was like just insanely the bad kid, you know, but. Right. uh, I think they were probably normal, normal worry. But I, I, you know, I also could keep it together with. You know, I could talk the talk, yeah, and just be like, "It's all cool. I got this." And I did all right in school, and eventually, I went to a university and um, and all that. You know, they they just wanted me to go to school and go to college and do what yeah. they did. Um, how do, now? You have you have teenagers now, yeah. I mean, do you? How do you deal with them if they? You know, well, unfortunately, they're pretty perfect. Uh, in that way <laughs> unfortunately um, yeah. it's a real drag i don't get to yeah. yell at them yeah they're just uh i don't know the generation or what i mean it's just a different vibe you know where it's like basically sober here in the house and and uh yeah. i i just don't see these kind of problems of like drinking at a party and you drive home yeah. drunk that just that they wouldn't do that i just they wouldn't do that i don't know you know yeah it's just not in their friend group that's just something you wouldn't i think in the 80s you know we were a little more of uh the wild west out there for the kids i guess you know i don't the kind of stuff that we did which was complete understandably stupid they don't they realize that do you think that's a difference in stockton stockton and, and portland no, I don't think it's because Portland has, I mean, I've heard some really terrible stories from 
friends at different, yeah, different schools, you know, fentanyl pills and pregnancies and yeah, all that shit is still going on. So yeah, no, it's like out, out here, my, you know, my kids went to LA private school and, Mm -hmm. and you hear stories about like, Oh, that one, that one's where everyone's a stoner. And that one's where everyone's, you know, kids are high all day. And that one that they got a lot of cocaine at that one. Yeah. And then it's like my kids. Yeah. They, there's, they're pretty mild, you know? I mean, they, you know, they're not, I wouldn't say they're sober, but I do, yeah. you know, but like my daughter's, my daughter's 17 and she's kind of like, yeah, I'll have a couple beers, but she's like, I don't like weed. I don't like the way it makes me feel. And it just, okay. Kind of in I guess. the same zone. There's a yeah. little bit of social marijuana is legal here and, and in California which is great, you know, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Yeah. You meet too. So they, they, uh, I think some kids, you know, they do a little bit of that is going to be way better than downing a 12 pack of Schaefer, you know, yeah. like I yeah, would have yeah. done. Um, yeah. Schaefer. <laughs> Good old Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, you went to, you, uh, you went to Virginia for school. You went across the country. Um, yeah. Was there a reason for that particular yeah, my school? My dad went there, and it was ah. the best one I got into. Yeah, uh, I, was, we've, I was frankly sort of surprised that they accepted me, but there was just kind of no doubt that I would go there if, um, based on if accepted my yeah. opportunities. I mean, I could have gone to the UC system, which would have been fine. I think I got into Santa Barbara, and um, yeah, I was just like, this is kind of a no doubter. And so that yeah. was great. I mean, again, totally blessed. Thanks to my parents. Amazing place. Beautiful, beautiful campus. What city is it in? Charlottesville. It's a Charlottesville. Kind of oh, mountain yeah. town where jo- Thomas Jefferson was based. It's yeah. all based around him. He's like the king there um, in a way. You know, his architecture and his I, the positives about him, his um, intellectual curiosity and yeah. Things like that are really stressed. And so, yeah, it was amazing, like so beautiful, the hills. And so I was sort of dropped into, a, a, yeah, I was like the California guy from, it was somewhat unique back then. Um, yeah. Because a lot of kids from Virginia, it's a public school, I'd say it's like 80% kids from Virginia and then yeah. some of us interlopers. But, uh, yeah, I had a, I mean, that was a total blast. Uh, just like really got to see a lot of bands. They all came through sort of a golden time because I was into music um, and yeah, some college radio. I, I guess I, and my intellectual pursuits were, I wasn't really, in kind of junior year, I got a little more serious. I was like, whoa, I'm going to be out of here soon. I should try to focus on something so i did i did history and (laughs) on the school part yeah i didn't really do much that's another thing i feel like it's different um my kids uh uh, one of them's going to school next year and she seems to be like oh it's expensive and you know i want to get something out of it um like i'm not just going to uh, that'll probably change when she gets there i i mean i would say that's half of School is social socializing and being on your own and, yeah. you know, kind of a safe, in a way, if you can afford it, safe um, way station between adulthood and individuating from your parents fully. 
Yeah. Um, but I consider it a total, you know, like blessed that we can afford that and have that little break. You know what I mean? It's not that yeah. way for everyone. Yeah. Um, did you, I mean, while you were there, we, did you know it was music at that point? Like for you that, you know, that that's what you would do for a living? No, uh, you know, no, no, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure for you, I don't know if you've already thought you wanted to be an actor or a comedian, but it's. No, I thought it, but I didn't really believe it could happen. Yeah. You you can, know, I don't think seemed, you can. It seemed like saying I wanted to be an astronaut or something. It's like, yeah. if you're not you don't get to do that. Los Angeles or something where you have examples of people that, you know, you worked in, your parents worked in the industry or something. It's got to seem a million miles away and people would be kind of laughing at you if you really thought you could, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, I didn't think so. And I, there was, I mean, there was uh, going to see some of the bands that we saw at that era, the smaller uh, college rock, whatever you want to call it. You know, it wasn't too far away. Like, maybe I could hope for something like that, like to um, open or play some shows at a small venue, I guess. But it wouldn't yeah. have been something that I thought I could, that, yeah. Because also, you know, there was the, the kind of people that seemed to be making money or only doing it rock stars were kind of metal guys right you know just like yeah long hair and um spandex and i wasn't gonna do that so yeah uh yeah it was a million miles away but it wouldn't be uh, i honestly i would like to see that though <laughs> you with in a hairband look that'd be pretty sweet i you know i i would do it i've i've got the build <laughs> the classic build you do yeah, you're skinny. You got yeah. that skinny rock got star stuff. Steve Vai, Steve Vai, and me. And, <laughs> um, well, you also you were a DJ, so well, I mean, was that something you thought maybe you could do? Uh, you know, nah. like get into radio? No, nah. nah. that was just a fun thing. I don't. Also, I have it. My voice is not. <clears throat> you know the voice when you hear it. It's like someone's got a voice for that. Uh yeah. I was. That was just fun. That was yeah. just a way to socialize and hear music for free and like be with your Get friends. Get free albums and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, again, I don't know what I was going to do for sure at that time. I, th I was blissfully unfocused yeah. on what kind of job. I, I mean, I think already I knew that I was going to maybe move to a bigger city and get a shitty job, even with my nice diploma um, at a restaurant and then just kind of like, figure it out you did kind of a classic postgraduate backpack how yeah, long was yeah. that well my mom did that too when she got done about like 10 months or something oh, wow. i lived on a really cheap i like lived on donor kebabs and yeah like for a year almost i mean i went to the middle east and i went all these fun places um it was yeah i don't know i just after around for a while it's hard to imagine doing that now i went yeah. on a vacation by myself for a week like when pavement i went to like malaysia and um thailand once for like two weeks and i was it was like maybe i was 30 or something and it was like the most worst time you know by myself i was like this is i thought it was going to be fun you know and then yeah. after about a week i was like this is terrible but at that um <laughs> At that time, younger, I guess. I mean, I did start with a couple of buddies, but 
I guess when you're more open to socializing with random people or just yeah. like, hey, you want to go to this town? Let's go. Yeah. Did it have, uh, you know, like an effect where you feel like it affects your work or, you know, your attitude about life? Was it was it really formative in that way or was it just kind of like a fun? It was, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I got this, I can't, you can't say entirely either way i mean yeah. going to uh egypt or as a young person by yourself i mean as some there is some self-reliance built and going out and seeing like different cultures and i mean it's pretty mind-blowing when i think about it but at the time not to be a classic like american tourist but at the time half of it i think i was like checking off places to go too you know it's like right. oh i went to like Syria, this is, you know, yeah, I saw the pyramids. Yeah, 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 there was some of that, but I mean, I was probably just delaying, delaying decisions about what to do in the future. I mean, or what's going to happen. Or Um, being a grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Are you during this time? And I mean, just writing songs. Like, when Mm -hmm. do you kind of start seriously writing songs? Uh, and, before and, that, in college, I did. I wrote some. I <clears throat> I started uh, a couple of friends uh, gave me uh, some confidence to. Uh, I wrote songs in the punk band. I wrote jokey, just uh, jokey songs about murder and suicide and communism yeah. and Fun fast stuff. food, whatever, um, <laughs> and the stuff of life. And uh, yes. And then when I got, well, at school, you know, we were all fans and we had some jam bands and noise bands. And, and then a couple friends said like, Hey, you, I noticed that you're good. You know, like, yes, that's what it takes. I think, I don't know if it did for you, somebody, I don't know if it's a mentor or friends or, you know, that say like, actually you have. A talent or something yeah. because you can it's just go on. Important. Yeah, you can it's just go on important. doing stuff. If people say that you don't say anything or at that level, it's, you're not going to have a teacher to tell you. So it has to be your peers. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, maybe, maybe there's something there that I can like be a, a leader in this or something. So yeah. Yeah. People, you know, there's a lot of talk especially with young people, it's all, you know, you got to believe in yourself and no matter what anybody says, you got to keep going. And I've always felt like, no, no, you need some feedback, you know, like you need, yeah, this is, especially if you're in, in something that's communicative, you know, it's, you know, it's gotta, you gotta get some feedback. And I, I did, I had that, like, you know, just like little moments at a theater where, you know, they gave awards and I got an award and I was, it's, you know, It surprised me. It surprised me like, wow, people are really noticing that I'm good at this thing. And, and I, I think that's really important. And I think, I think it's totally worthwhile to to let people's opinions about your work of, you know, have an effect and to sort of formulate that. Yeah. Sometimes it can be bad though. Someone says, right. If you're really young and they're like, you got a shitty voice, it could like totally scar you, which it kind of did for me. And I, oh, and I, I really did. Yeah. yeah. Like a guy in a band said like your, your voice is like awful. So we were like an instrumental band. 
but I think, yeah, in the end, it's sort of <clears throat> like when you come, I came from a pretty norm core background. I mean, in a way, like, you know, we're not like big artists in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have artistic leanings. I don't want to like, in retrospect, I see them, but yeah. it's a little more like you will be a, um, a banker or an insurance agent or, um, yeah. and so like, it took some time for, and also there's probably a little shielding. Like I was probably like weirder than, uh, weirder than like, and more like autistic or something than like, um, anyone would really tell me, you know, mm. so, like it took some time for me to like, or some, you know, no, I've almost felt like I was like shielded or something that I was like odd or some odder than I thought I was, you know? So yeah. Took some time for that to come out, when, I guess. Now, when that <laughs> settles in, I mean, how do you deal with that? If you're like, you know, I'm weirder than I thought I was. Yeah. Well, you know, you just, well, I guess you just realize that maybe music's a good thing for you. Yeah. Because certainly, I mean, when you see the, I think we all, and you know, when we look at the music people that we admire, you know, they're, they're like not entirely normal. Let's be no. honest. No, absolutely. You know? They're like introverted or fucked up somehow. Yeah. Um, just Well, now, when a guy told you that he didn't like your voice, you became an instrumental band. When people yeah. told you, hey, you're weird, did you try to be normal <laughs> in reaction? Like, did you, you know, like. No. no, it was maybe me coming to that opinion oh, I see. more. I guess it was more like I was like. Was it an intervention of your friends? <laughs> yeah. Steve, yeah. you're a weirdo. Yeah. yeah i was just like maybe maybe it's also like finding your people yeah too you know it's it's like oh i like i thought i was like this um maybe and now i'm getting on with this crowd a little more naturally or something yeah not that i just didn't get with some other kinds of people i don't want to be judgmental but you know it's like oh i'm going with this slightly more artsy like damaged uh <laughs> damaged people that's where i belong yeah you know? yeah um so and we're all good you know you find out and also you find out everyone's i mean not everyone but you know everyone's a l- more fucked up than you thought they were too yeah. um yeah, yeah. that being said you know what i mean in different ways yeah but at youth at youth time there's a lot of posing and fronting like i'm a frat boy who's just got everything sorted or you know you you kind of see things a little more black and white at a younger age or you and you also believe in the power of other people more than just dumb you know people front and you believe it a little more you know it's like i'm a loser i don't have the best girlfriend i don't have like the best grades i don't not the quarterback or whatever when now while you're in europe were you still writing songs like while you were there, uh, I already had made. You know, actually, Scott, th- that that got ahead of things. Before I went on that trip, I had made the first Pavement EP with, oh, uh, with a with buddy Scott from Canberg. Yeah, a guy from yeah. Stockton that was like cool guy from Stockton, Scott, who had similar. I mean, I was at Virginia with some butt friends and maybe relatively getting some more esoteric influences and kind of a big brother style thing. I don't know if that happens for you, but you're some older 
comedians or actors are like, no, you should go this way, you know, like, yeah, you know, that's pretty good. You know, I don't know who I would say is like some mainstream comedian, you know, like actually this is the real yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, yeah, no, there yeah. were people, certainly I had, uh, elders, comedy elders for sure. It, was, it yeah. wasn't any like one particular one, but it definitely, there were groups, you know. Yeah. You kind of develop yeah. your own yeah. scene and your like ideas. Yeah. So I came back with some of that and Scott was on a slightly different voyage, but definitely could relate to what, what I was dealing. So yeah, we just kind of made a record. We just wanted at this time, you know, instead of making it sound good, we were like, let's just make it sound I was like, let's make it sound as bad as possible, you know, like really fucking weird and inscrutable and unintelligible, you know, let's go that direction, like yeah. of our interests, like instead of trying to please and like write a nice song, let's just make it sound like it got stepped on 40 times with stiletto heels and, and, uh, rolled through Niagara Falls, you know, yeah. and um, then like pick it out, pick the tape out and release that. So was that, was that intentional or was it just yeah. instinctive? Was it in, just kind of like, I think this would be a fun way to do it or did you want to? Oh, it was fun. And there was also like, uh, it was sort of inevitable because of like our abilities too, but it was like <laughs> leaning into that, leaning into that. And so we made that first single and that's when I went kind of, just imagining that that would be a artifact, you know, that we could, and it was pretty cheap to do. Yeah. Um, it's like maybe $1,500 all in for the two of us to record it and make this single. So yeah. So I just sort of dropped that, dropped that big hit and like went, <laughs> went on the road to find myself or something. Yeah. Um, but then when I came back, there had been some positive, uh, back in the day, there was, um, before the internet, kids, um, there was like a fanzine culture. There was uh, yeah. a lot of people writing reviews, just fans, and making their, their fanzines the same way we made the record, right? So it was yeah. like, they had an edge to them, like editorial vibes, not so different from some blogs these days. Or those days, um, I don't know if it's Substack now, but people would write, you know, and create an at atmosphere with their, and they would use the bands as a starting point for their prose or whatever yeah. the fuck they wanted to do, and also comics and stuff. So we we did that, and we got you know some validation there, just if even if it was like a paragraph at the bottom of a zine, and so we were like, okay, we got a vibe here. Let's do it again. So we did that two more times. Um, and generally creeping up in confidence and fidelity and like songwriting. Then, you know, I was sort of like, well, if you like that, you know, I can do that. And I can, you know, I was like, that's good. But, you know, I can do more and I can make it a little catchier you know, in retrospect, just sort of coming out of your shell type stuff yeah, or yeah. just hiding a little less behind the noise and static and the vo yeah, vocals that... are getting a little louder, a little clearer, all that stuff. Yeah. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Brabble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can't you tell my You know, as you sort of evolved as a songwriter, did you... Like, do you have, do you have a notion of like what your themes are? Like what you're trying to say with, you know, I mean, cause like if somebody asked me, like, I, you know, I'm asking you this question. If somebody said like, what are you trying to say with your comedy? I'd be like, um, make people laugh, you know, I mean, yeah. with my personality and, but I mean, do you think there's like, there's stuff that you're getting out through your songwriting that you could tag, that you could uh-huh. name, or is it just kind of kind of subconscious yeah subconscious stuff made public you know it's like there's a a vulnerable side to it that is you know yeah you don't exactly know what i don't really think of it that much if you're talking about the lyrics i actually try not to and that's sort of when it's the best um i have done really formal things and i have crafted things that I didn't really want to say anything. I just wanted it to be cool and good, you know, or yeah, in my yeah. mind. Um, but back in the day, even then, it was a little more, I mean, it's sort of when you have a, somehow when you're able to uh, just turn it off and make it about in that room and in the sound of what what you're doing at the place and not think about anything like that, I mean, it's it's going to be better. You know, I think, or it's going to also, you will not, it won't overwhelm you and uh, make you think about what this all means. That's like going to be a kind of a problem, I think, in music, you know, if you're thinking about that stuff. Some people, they know they can like capture the ethos of the times, but you know, the fact of the matter is other people have to decide that, not you. So like, you're not really probably going to succeed it's also going to probably be a little cringy or something if you try to do that right right (laughs) yeah i know it's it's you know when people ask you like what does that mean it's i i agree with you it's kind of like well you tell me what that means you know like you tell me what the what the underlying theme of what i'm doing is because you know once it's out of once it's out of my mouth it's yours you know i mean yeah. what what you do with it is up yeah. to you i mean i'm sure you know probably in your heart when you make a good thing whether you said something funny you're like that's funny yeah 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 but i mean that happens but like before it comes out or something i don't know if you do you know what i mean it's like yeah. you can't like it's sort of there is a you can't like say this is gonna be funny like before you do it. So 
It's got to let yeah. your mind like move from things. And yeah. of course, there's all this interaction with your environment and your friends. And there's plenty of stuff you don't release because it's not good. You know, like yeah. um, there's all that. I'm not saying it's all just like comes out. You know, there's yeah. definitely you try things and it doesn't work. You just like scrap it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because you thought it was good. I don't know. And it what it's not. You listen to it comes out of the speakers. You're like, you get that kind of down feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh. but you know, just like, let's move on. There's more. Yeah. There's more fish always the make sea. more. Always make more. <laughs> yep. You know, pavement was, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you don't know, but I mean, you know, it's an incredibly influential band, you know, like a, a kind of a band's band, the way they, they talk about a comics comic. I feel like pavement was always a band's band, but there's other people that, you know, that hit it bigger, you know, like mm-hmm. they got more radio play that, you know, that kind of, you know, are gazillionaires. And how do you feel about that? You know, angry and jealous. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. And, At least. Yeah. yeah. That's why we're out here right now get what we deserved yeah um, yeah this reunion i don't know there's mistakes mistakes are made on the business side and it's a tough business showbiz as you know yeah um so the fact of the matter is we just have to be really grateful we got what we got we like there's a lot of timing that um like even the fact that in a way like you know how i was talking about like we were growing slowly with these records and I I don't know today if you would get that. It's hard to uh, get that amount of attention. Like there's a lot of SoundCloud. There's a lot of a lot of people doing the same thing. Not that there weren't then, but I think there was less. Yeah. Um, and so, or you just never ever heard of them. Yeah, yeah. And this because of I don't know if it was just the economical thing with like actually being able to get in a studio and record or it's they sort of just hypnotize you that it was impossible like we were talking before that you couldn't be in a band so there was just i don't know with now it's more affordable to make records and therefore more people are doing it and there's so much information so i feel like going back to what i was going to start is i feel like pretty grateful that we got what we got um that there was an audience and not to say what I was doing wasn't special, but not to make it all the way to the, to the top is, um, okay. You know, (laughs) we we made it pretty far for like doing it ourselves. And in some ways we also didn't, not that, um, uh, you know, there is some BS you have to deal with at a higher level. You, yeah. uh, there's some, you would know from famous comedians that are more famous than you probably. And, that is, oh, some of so them many... like it, but some of it, even Ugh. walking around, this being so famous, I'm not saying I, I wouldn't maybe mind it, but I also know it might not be that great. It, like, yeah, you know, no, you it's, know. I've always, you know, like I've, I can go to the grocery store and, and there's people that I know that can't go to the grocery store and it's just stressful and bad. Yeah. It's like, I don't want that. I don't want that life. I, you know, I've, I've said often, I heard once I heard, uh, Steve Van Zandt 
on Howard Stern say that he realized like he likes being number two. Like he doesn't want to be number one. You know, he's, he was the front man of bands and, you know, and he, but he said, it's just so much better. And I relate to that so much just being next to, you know, being Conan's TV wife for years and years. (laughs) And, uh, and because it really, and it also gave me an appreciation for what it's like to be the spouse of a famous person because that's true. Yeah. So often I would be places and it would be people talk about like rave about the show. And then like, as if I wasn't even there, (laughs) which I didn't resent. I just found it like a fascinating (laughs) phenomenon that, you know, I watch the show every night, Conan, and I'm standing right there. And then they hand me the camera to take the picture, you know? So, but I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'm so glad in many ways. And like you say, it's like, yeah, I'd like to have some of the stuff that comes along with being bigger, but there's also, you know, there's yin and yang. That's it's plenty like every. Every time things get good, there's some extra shit. There's shitty shit that comes along with it. Yeah. And it's not even glamorous stuff like, um, or what, you know, like saying like, everyone wants to talk to you and sign your names. There's, I'm saying like, yeah, that's annoying or something maybe, but I'm saying there's all this other stuff, just small stuff like glad handing behind the scenes and like all these things you, you have to do, I think to get that. You can kind of like we are in a you know or it's just like the tours, some as small as the tours. Like we, I do tours in small smaller venues, and we kind of control our own thing. Um, you know, we have a small crew, and it's just like kind of nice. Yeah, know, you know, to play smaller venues and just a smaller team and less just big thing behind yeah. you. So. I'm I'm happy for that, and as, you know, if I do think everyone in their mind would like wonder what it's like to be just you know everyone saying that you're amazing, yeah, and everyone knowing who you are, and like having a bigger house. I mean, obviously that's yeah, that's cool. I'd be yeah. down with that, but uh, yeah, not ever worrying about money yeah. that would be sweet. Yeah, right. So yeah. I I understand, but also. I think it's cool where it's how it's worked out is, I mean, I yeah. definitely can't complain. I have friends in the arts. Uh, my wife's an artist and it's like, it's brutal, you know, like yeah. to get a foothold. Yeah. Well, to just make a living doing yeah. something creative. We've got is, to do that. And yeah, it's a victory. Totally psyched. And the fan, I mean, I meet people all the time that are the people I like my audience too. That's you know, helpful. Which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That could be well, scary or bad if yeah. you didn't. Yeah, that's you know that would be very Donald Trump. Uh, I know, you know. dude. <laughs> well, now, uh, is there anything you kind of have left undone? You know, going forward, what would you? You know, is there something you've left undone? Uh, I don't know. I think always chasing. Uh, we're. I mean, just because this is primarily about my art music and my public life i mean we're talking a little bit about personal stuff but on on that front i mean i think it's still chasing like the another record another like just right way to do it um not with like obsession but yeah still trying to find i'm still like messing with music that way and thinking like yeah 
this is what is the right feeling how am i feeling what do i have left so i think that's still that's still there is it pleasing yourself or pleasing other people or a combo like what are you striving it's like being being with other people i guess it's more like sharing something with whoever the players are and and like creating a yeah it's not just for me it's more like you know you do it together with the people you play with and you make a human bond with them i think still i mean i because for me it's a yeah, I don't want to play. I only want to play music with like people I like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you can have maybe one wild card session guy you might not know, or so, you don't have to like him or something. But like, it's sort of you know you do it together, and you yeah. you, you all are like we did this because it's sort of a yeah. The victory of it is with those people, just like with pavement or any soul. It's like you really do it. You know, you all kind of know the musician people. It's like hanging with musicians and finding your your people i don't know i'm still into that because i have yeah i have friends and well i'm here to say you don't i think you're lying (laughs) (laughs) i have friends and family and what they do like that's uh, that's even supporting supporting them yeah yeah when you i don't know when you see you know rockers uh, you know, 72 year old rockers on stage or approaching 80. Like, do you see yourself doing that too? And I mean, how do you feel about 75 year old? Uh, yeah. That's one of those things where you don't think about yourself doing it. You just look at other people doing it. You kind of, yeah. kind of got to, uh, I mean, times are hypothetically it could, it's, I would have thought when I was a younger person, I would just be like, that's, like those old guys what are they doing you know like just like give it to the young people like let them you know pass the torch dude yeah but now i do also you know i do i do like to see i mean i do like to learn from some of the old guys what they're able to do it's sort of impressive yeah and maybe Maybe with the internet and the which has made people some of the things that about the internet that could make you very uh, self self aware can yeah. actually be like a good thing. Yeah, like, you know, maybe back in the eighties, no one's you just or nineties, you just have like yes men or people just telling like you're amazing, just keep going out there, and you don't get any feedbacks like you're like actually kind of sucking or you're why are you playing like these songs, these new songs? No one really wants to hear with this yeah. guitar tone or something like there's just a little bit like people are like doing these things, right? <laughs> some, yeah. of the, some of the things where when you're old and a little bit out of touch, let's face it, you've got some help there yeah. from the internet <laughs> or your help or like yeah. your people are reading the internet or something, you know, they're yeah. a little intelligent. So maybe we're getting a better product. Yeah. Well, I, you know, to me, it's like that's customer feedback right yeah, there. Even even trolls thing. are customer feedback. Yeah, you, you can know? get, I just don't feel like there was as much of that back then. You know, there was just, you're like white and rich and famous and yeah. you go out there, whatever you give them, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I bet like the Fleetwood Mac reunion is better now than it was in like, 
89 or something yeah, type yeah. thing, but who knows? <laughs> well, and Lindsey Buckingham isn't there, so they probably are all a lot happier. But. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I've kept you long enough. Um, all right, we got this, I'm, huh? I'm gonna, okay. Yeah, well, I, I got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. With the big and you know the wrap up question, which is what have you learned? Like, what do you, what do you want people to take away, or what? I mean, or what's the thing that after all of this, you've really felt like, wow, this, you know, I found this out. I mean, I probably said a lot about that already. I just haven't wrapped it up. There's yeah. been a lot of learning in this talk. Um, from <laughs> that's the idea. You'll get about- my bill. Yeah, the, you start with the music and you th- you might think it's all about you and yourself and in a certain way some of that is necessary to just even put your voice in the arena but yeah like the who you're with and everybody that helps you like how um how that is you know like i just maybe just a little more aware of everyone else's efforts in everything whether it's like they came to the show or drove a a while or you know they help make phone calls for this interview or just like being a little more aware of that um maybe when you're younger you're just kind of you know like you're just like your parents just make the food and it's there yeah. right <laughs> yeah 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 and the dishes are miraculously done yeah or something um and, clothes uh, just end up folded back in the closet yeah so yeah. maybe that's all you know also getting older and actually doing that for other people it's more about that um yeah <laughs> yeah no from i mean having I, children that's all- and parents I mean, so, we're you're kind of laughing about it, but that's all yeah. like really beautiful stuff, you know. I mean, because you do early on, you need to be kind of nuts in terms of your self belief to even get out there. I mean, even just like the basic notion of getting on stage in a dark room with all the lights focused on you, and everyone has to yeah. shut up and listen to whatever you're going to do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's hubris, you know. know right? It's ridiculous, and then. But then as time goes on and you realize like, you know, that shit, it's big, it's sexy, it feels good, but it's like, it doesn't last. It doesn't, it's not going to sustain you. And it's a long life if you're lucky. Yeah. So you're like sharing, you know, it's just like, you kind of realize people are, they're investing in it too. And it's not like they're taking from you. They're kind of giving, you know, like some, there used to be like. Kurt Cobain or something be like they're eating me alive or something up here you know like that was sort of the vibe right but once you make it through you're like oh we're all you know we're all playing our part or something slightly um well that's pretty good yeah that's enough right yeah that's plenty (laughs) yeah that's yeah we'll count that you've completed the essay portion (laughs) well steve thank you so much Uh, no problem steve and malchus everybody and uh and again uh you're going out with pavement again you're wrapping up um september uh and then i also have something about an experimental musical biopic concert film about pavement oh yeah 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 that's in the works that's in the works yeah there's uh yeah there's a movie being made about pavement which it sounds cool i like that it's it's, part fictional too i do too yeah i mean i give the credit to the guy i mean all i know is it's not half-assed well, that's not saying a lot. Yeah, a lot of people try to make actually. things. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot of, but there's a lot of mental energy and like labor. I see it happening. So, and it's, it seems like it's kind of risky. It, you know, it's like maybe it's, it's one of those things. It's, I, I mean, I'm all for it. It could be just bad or good, you know, yeah. it's not just okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the guy wants me to say that, but I thought he, 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 they would, uh, like agree. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, Take a swing, yeah. you know, see what yeah. happens. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. It's younger, some millennial guys that are doing it. And like, the, it seems I'm, I'm written for them. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, but, uh, well, that's gotta be fun to be like, what the, you know, there's a movie about short, you know, about you and other things, but it's like, it's yeah. coming out and I'm, it'll be a fun surprise to see about, you know, we'll what see. they yeah, do with your life. You can't yeah. get to, uh, have you had any documentaries made about you yet? Not about me in particular. I mean, we did when we did a Conan tour in between the Tonight Show and the TBS show, and we went on mm -hmm. on tour for a while. And and there was they a documentary a about that tour. Yeah, there was yeah. a little documentary about that. So, um, but no, nothing. You know, nothing. Yeah. I, I'm I dwell in obscurity now mostly, <laughs> which is not so I bad. I, not to me. I know who you are. And All right, like, thank you. I'm saying, yeah, you. you're a legend, you know, in our opinion. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I didn't even mention we. I interviewed you, and I, my producer found the Raygun magazine in May 1997. Yep. I interviewed yeah. you. They you had and the Bob. crazy fonts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mainly just remember think just Bob uh, Nasanovich is such you know like lives across from. Churchill Downs and just yeah. plays the horses and now I think still has a tip sheet, right? He still does. Yeah. He's still and in that, the horse industry. That was amazing yeah. to me. Like, wow. That's he's a gambling you know, addict. Yeah. But, you know, Oops. he's he's like in a, I guess you would say, what do they call it when you you're just high functioning or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Add, you know, he's got it under control, but still. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean it's just it's an amazing uh, uh, he's the only you know, he's the only person in rock with a tip sheet, with a I racing know. tip sheet, you know? Yeah, Maybe. And he's allergic to horses, but he owns them. Oh, my Pretty God. Pretty ridiculous. That's hilarious. All right. Well, Steve, thank you so all much. Right, and thank all of you out there for listening. Yeah. And I'll be back next week uh, with more Three Questions. Right on, dude. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rich Garcia. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. And do you have a favorite question you always like to ask people? Let us know in the review section. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it ain't showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money. 